Welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I am your host, Victoria Lynn. As always, we are back again with another incredible female leader working to make a difference and impact the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. All the way from Indiana, we are joined by an old friend of mine and devastating to have lost her to the state of Indiana, but so excited to have watched her journey. We are joined by a health and wellness advocate, Kayla Myers. So Kayla, thank you so much for being here with us. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment just to introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what it is that you do. Well, thank you for having me, Victoria. I definitely miss being around you and all of my fellow former queens in the state of Pennsylvania. But a little bit about me, I moved to Indiana about a little over two years ago now, and I've been competing in the Miss America opportunity. I currently hold the title of Miss Central Indiana and will be competing for the upcoming year. I actually have won this weekend, which is so exciting. Um, but within that, I love that I have a platform to promote health, as you said, and I promote hashtag choose health, which is encouraging people to just think about the barriers that they have in health and how we can overcome them and take small steps to take healthier decisions um, and kind of get rid of some of those fad diets and fallacies because they're not true. So when it comes to talking about health and wellness, I know that this can be a very touchy subject for some people. So why do you feel that health is such an important issue that we need to focus on? Well, I think it comes down to just looking at the leading causes of death. If you want to go back to the science, I'm a big researcher girly. So I always look back at the science and there are many leading causes of death that can be preventable and thinking about heart disease. The Miss America opportunity just paired up with the American Heart Association. And one of the goals is to prevent heart disease. And we can know we can prevent that by exercise, by eating greens, by eating foods that are good for us and make us feel good. So it's kind of going back to the research of wanting to feel better. But we know that just advertising statistics, it doesn't connect with people, right? If I tell you that one in however many Americans die from heart disease, it's not going to stick with you. Whereas if I talk about, well, have you ever had a family member who died of heart disease or something like that, or had a heart attack? Those are ways we can connect people and get the buy-in and make it a little less taboo and actually meaningful to people. What does health and wellness mean to you? I think ultimately now what it means to me is being mindful and listening to your body and what it needs and what feels good. I think younger Kayla thought it meant, you know, running on a treadmill, working out for X amount of minutes a day, getting your sleep and eating lots of veggies and greens. But now to me, it's turned into what makes your body feel good and what is good for your body? Because inherently the things that are often good for us and are healthy are the things that make us feel good. So I really encourage people to be mindful and start to get in tune with your body. That means self-care. It means sleeping more. It means eating foods, yes, that sometimes make you feel good and aren't the healthiest, but balancing it with the foods that do make you feel good. It means moving your body in ways that's not always high intensity all the time, but also gets your heart rate up sometimes and flowing. So it's definitely a lot more holistic. So to our listeners at home, if you've come back every week, um, and been a part of this journey with our podcast, you probably know and see where we're going in terms of, of talking about sustainability. But this week, we're going to be talking about my favorite goal, Sustainable Development Goal 3, which is a very common goal, but it is an incredibly important goal, which is good health and well-being. You know, from mental health to physical wellness, the goal of this this particular sustainable development goal and its targets are to give people the care that they need, whether it comes to their health care, you know, encourage physical wellness, and of course, increase mental health access across the country and around the world. You talked about, you know, wellness being a holistic thing, and it's not just the way you look, and it's not just the way you feel, you know, what can we do to promote wellness as a whole? 
I think it really comes back to what you said. It's not so much about how you look. People look at the short-term aspect of health and fitness. Um, I'm also a personal trainer and group fitness coach. So when people come into me, the number one things they say is, you know, I hate my stomach or I want to lose 75 pounds. And it's so focused on how we look and it's out of this hatred for yourself. Something's wrong with you inherently. And I think if we can shift away from that, something's wrong with me or I need to change how I physically am. And instead think about, what does my body do for me? Wow, my body's so strong. I really appreciate my body. It gets me through these long work days. How can I focus on the things that I love about my body? And ultimately, when you do those things, a lot of your initial goals that you had, such as the weight loss, those other aspects, they do change. But when it's not your primary focus, you're going to feel so much more fulfilled and health becomes something that you tend to look forward to. It's not something you dread doing every single day, like running on a treadmill or restricting food. It should never be about restriction and harming your body. It should be an abundance and what you can do to care for your body. So I think that's the most important shift we can have. One of the points that you brought up, and I think it makes a good transition is talking about, you know, the food that we put into our bodies. I'm big, I'm huge into wellness and fitness, and I've been on my own um, physical and mental wealth journey. And so eating, I had a huge, uh, I I had a terrible relationship with food for a long time. And so having that mental switch really was helpful for me. However, Food deserts present a major obstacle for people all over the country in obtaining fresh and nutritious food. Right now, I'm in Detroit, Michigan, and when I first got here um, for my trip, I decided to run to the grocery store. I had to walk 30 minutes to the nearest grocery store, which was a Whole Foods, which who anybody knows, a Whole Foods is easily the most expensive grocery store in the world. So clean and accessible food wasn't readily available to me, you know, and we're also seeing an increase in inflation and the the cost of this kind of food is getting crazy with major issues like these, making food a boundary for people. What can people really do to address their physical wellness when it comes to food? Absolutely. I know that's a huge concern, especially you mentioned inflation and just economics right now. That's a really big struggle for most Americans. So I think one of the biggest things is just awareness of some of the resources. A lot of that stuff, the government needs to make changes, right? Unfortunately, that's out of our control. Their focus does need to be making sure that Americans have their basic needs met. And food is a huge part of that, especially food that's going to make your body feel good. But what we can do is making sure that we're aware and educated about our resources. And that's something that I feel I have a responsibility to do. I know growing up in a single parent home for a period of time, my mom used a lot of resources like SNAP. That's a supplemental nutrition assistant assistance program. So that's something you can use. There's also WIC, which is women, infants, and children. So there are several programs like that that you can use, as well as many schools have programs that you may not even be aware about, um, whether it be they have discounted lunches for students, whether it be they have a food pantry. I know, for instance, one of the community schools here has a food pantry that I volunteer at all the time, and they give back to families, especially on break periods, because we don't think about people when it's outside of school and people are really struggling. So just being aware of those resources is really big, but then knowing whatever you have, doing your best to make it work and make the best decisions. So you might not always have access to the type of foods that Whole Foods would have. I know what's expensive. I was a college student shopping at Whole Foods and that was really challenging, but thinking about the small choices you can make. So for instance, some people aren't really aware that the best way to go shopping is try to shop around the edges of the grocery store. That's where most of the freshest stuff is. A lot of people don't realize that the aisle 
oils is a lot of the preservatives. A lot of people also think that you have to have the fresh produce that they have out and that's your best option, but they don't realize that the stuff that's frozen, such as vegetables, fruit, that's oftentimes much fresher than the stuff that's out on display because that stuff has been trucked there very far distances. The stuff that's frozen has been put there immediately. So sometimes you don't even realize that there are somewhat healthier options you can make. We just haven't been educated on what to look for in the grocery store. When it comes to wellness, do you think that there is a difference between physical wellness and body positivity? Hmm. I think that's a really good question. I hear a lot of taboo and debate about body positivity, um, but I personally think that they can go very in line, but I think they can also be separate on how you deal with them. So I think it's kind of like a Venn diagram. Um, you could be very bo body positivity, but at the same time be like, I never want to move my body. I'm never going to do anything to care for my body and make decisions that within you don't feel very good for your body. You feel really hazy and groggy after eating foods that are making you feel down. You're maybe struggling with something like an eating disorder, but trying to stay positive. There's a lot of aspects that would fall into that outer circle of just body positivity. On the other side, there might be like, you're very physically fit and people might look at you as being very physically well, but maybe you're really struggling with actually loving and accepting your body. But I think there can be a healthy overlap that we can work towards between, you know, I'm taking care of my body. These movements feel really good for my body. I'm very, you know, listening to my body physically fit in that aspect, but I also love and appreciate my body, even if it's not everything I want it to look like. And maybe if it doesn't look like what society says it to look like. So I think there's a very healthy overlap, but we have to be intentional about talking about it in that way. One of the things about Kayla that our listeners may not know is that she is one of the bubbliest and like <laughs> warmest people you'll ever meet. Um, I had the privilege of losing a, uh, a push-up competition to her once many years ago. Uh, and I think about it every time I work out. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but she, she has always been a beacon of somebody who was well, both within themselves and I think physically for me. So going forward, you know, in, in terms of your community service initiative and in promoting wellness, what are your tips to help people choose health? So when I talk about health, hashtag choose health has five different pillars. It's physical activity, adequate nutrition, restorative sleep, mental health, and avoiding risky behaviors. And when I say that all up front, it sounds overwhelming. It's like, well, how am I going to do all that when I have two kids, I have a job, and I'm balancing X, Y, and Z? It seems really impossible when we think about health in all the different areas of health. So my number one tip that I give to people is just start somewhere and start somewhere small. It does not have to be this overwhelming feat. And that's what so many people get stuck in a trap of doing, whether it be a big challenge like the 75 hard, whether it be New Year's resolutions, waiting to start all these big years, uh, big goals at the new year, or saying, I'll start Monday. It's always pushing it off because it seems like this really big lofty task that we have to do. And instead, if it can be, you know what, I'm going to start today with this one small thing. It could be parking in the back of the parking lot, just making sure you get vegetables once that day, going out and walking with your kids or taking the stairs instead of the elevator. People don't realize that there is such a thing as like the compound effect. All the little actions truly add up and make such a big impact. And that works for the negative and the positive. So all the things that you do that are maybe the decisions that don't make your body feel good, they add up. And the ones that do make your body feel good, they add up over time. So start small. For me right now, it's sleep because your girl doesn't sleep a lot. So I'm trying to increase my sleep by just an hour or two every night. And it makes such a big difference to your long-term health. 
switching gears a little bit, I know that we had the privilege of competing together um, in Miss Pennsylvania, and now you are in Indiana, which breaks my heart, but is also so cool to get to watch. You know, tell us about what that transition was like going from one state to another in terms of, you know, I mean, obviously you went for totally other reasons, but what was it like transitioning from competing in one state to another? Honestly, it was a little overwhelming at first because back in Pennsylvania, where I grew up my entire life, I obviously had a lot of support systems, whether it was my family, good friends, cousins, people who were physically there to support me in the audience. So coming to a new state, I immediately knew I didn't have that. And that was really overwhelming. I also realized there were small, subtle differences in how each state does things. But I can honestly say I walked into my first competition and I was just welcomed with such open arms. I remember after the state competition, the director came up to me and she's like, hey, I'm so excited to have you here. Like, she told me all these great things about the state that you don't put up with any drama because that's a big stereotype about pageantry that there's so much drama everywhere. Um, and they just really talked about how it is the second family. And by the time I already got to my second local competition, people I just met at that first local were in the audience cheering me on. And it was such this family setting. So it's just honestly like my biggest piece of advice is go into those new situations and don't put up a front, like trying to close yourself off. Just be open to the new people and new experiences because more often times than not they're going to accept you and that has absolutely been my experience here in Indiana although I miss my Pennsylvania peeps it's it's been a great experience here in Indiana it's definitely a home and a family so what comes next for you in your Miss America journey well this past year at Miss Indiana I got first runner-up which was the most surreal experience of my life um, I was used to competing at a state experience where there were 20 to maybe like 28 girls or so. Um, but this year we had 36 women competing. I was incredibly overwhelmed coming into that. That is a lofty task for the judges to have to narrow it down and to be down to the top two. That was the most fulfilling and rewarding experience. And as I was standing there in the top two, since I've never had that experience, I've never even been first runner up at a local or anything like that. But standing there, I thought about what my year would look like as Miss Indiana. And my name wasn't called. But it wasn't something that was deterring to me. It was, I'm going to do all these things that I can as Miss Central Indiana, whatever my next local title is for this year. So I started on that. I actually started a program called the Butterfly Effect, where now I have, I believe it's 17 people who are coming into the Miss America opportunity and I'm helping them get into the opportunity um, because I didn't know anything when I first started pageants. I'm sure you remembered me a little bit, Victoria, when I very first started I was a hot mess. I have every story of everything that could have gone wrong from I broke a bottle of foundation everywhere. I spilled water on my evening gown before on stage and I sped across that stage. I've done everything. I didn't know how to do paperwork. Everything that could have went wrong, I've experienced it. And I wish I would have known so much more. So now I'm able to help women into this organization that has changed my life. And I'm so able to do that because I just had so much gratitude from competing and what this organization has done for me. So that's a big step. I have my podcast Operation Flourish, which I know we'll talk about later, and just trying to get into more schools for health. We also partnered with um, a few more partnerships to get into schools and really talk about that. We have Global Game Changers. So I just got all their curriculum, and I'm so excited to just get into schools and talk about health and talk about mental health, as we briefly mentioned, too. You kind of gave me the perfect segue because I was going to bring up your podcast next. Kayla, you run a podcast. Yes. Could you tell our listeners a little bit, like give us your pitch for your podcast and also where they can find it so that when they're done with this episode, they know exactly what to go listen to next. Absolutely. So it's called the Operation Flourish podcast. It's on all major streaming platforms. And I've always said, it. you know, I wanted to have a podcast. I 
every time I went on a run, I listened to a podcast, every car ride, I was listening to podcasts and I just love sharing knowledge, information, and stories. And I thought for a long time, what my podcast would be about. And for me, I remember vividly a day in high school, it was 10th grade, and I fell in love with the concept of positive psychology. And within that, they mentioned this concept of flourishing. And that word, most people just don't use that word. It's not in their vocabulary, but that word has stuck with me ever since to the point where people are probably like, Kayla, stop talking about that. Stop using that word. But it truly means so much to me because at that point, I was struggling so much with depression, anxiety, and eating disorder. That was probably the lowest point of my life in high school. And hearing that word and having this hope that I could still flourish despite you know all the negativity around me, despite all the circumstances that I came through, I can still do great things. It started to slowly change my mindset. And I always struggled for so long to find out, you know, what is my career in life going to be? And it came down to that. I just like helping people realize their potential and realize that they're much more than their circumstances. And that's what I do by helping people get into Miss America. I help them realize that they can be Miss America. Through health, I help people realize they can be healthy. Their body is strong. Change the way they think. So on this podcast, I talk about all different areas of life where people can flourish, whether it's setting better goals, getting into the Miss America opportunity. Um, I just had someone in the mental health field who works for the National Alliance on Mental Illness come on. So many people who often talk about overcoming hard circumstances and doing incredible things with their stories to help themselves flourish and others around them. That is so great. I'm so excited and I can't wait to to be able to I, I hope that our listeners go forward and listen, because when I tell you guys that Kayla, we've had a lot of really great guests on this podcast, but Kayla and I have gone way back. Um, and so it's sad to lose a girl from your state, but it's even cooler to get to watch them flourish elsewhere. <laughs> and so uh, to be here and to, to have you here has been such an honor, but unfortunately we have reached the end of our interview. So I'm going to ask you one last question before we go. Let's but do Kayla, it. Perfect. Kayla. What is one piece of advice that you would give to a young person that wants to create positive change in the world? I think my biggest piece of advice would be lean on what you're passionate about because you're going to make the biggest impact if it's an area that you're passionate about. For the longest time, I tried to fight getting involved in health and fitness because I'm like, the money is just not there and the hours, you know, they really suck. Like you're free in the middle of the day and you're working nights and early mornings at 5 a.m. And I really tried to stray away from that because I wanted to fit a different mold that society frames as being helpful. But don't follow what society tells you to do. Follow whatever passion or purpose is planted in your heart because it was planted there for a reason. And that's what's going to make you not only successful, but it's going to help you make so many other people successful or to impact people. So follow that passion. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us and being here and sharing your very obvious passion for health and wellness. For our listeners back at home, you can learn more about Kayla's mission by following her on Instagram at choosehealthmao. Learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sisters in Sustainability Podcast and at Sustainability Starts With You. Join the hashtag SISPOD Nation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening.